Good morning, this is Brett, and I'm going to be reading my newest article for the Anchorage Daily News for you this morning. As most of you know, I write a small piece monthly for the ADN, and this month's article is about a fire scare we had here at the school back in October. Enjoy! Barefoot Athletes strolled in and out of the school's open commons area, where a pair of students sat on an old couch leaning together toward the small screen of a laptop. A few parents came through the back doors and lingered, awaiting the announcement of the evening's community meeting and dinner. In the kitchen, spaghetti boiled on the stove and sauce simmered in the pots. A pair of construction workers approached from opposite ends of the commons, stopped to confer. One pointed toward the front of the building and the new six-classroom addition being built, and they continued each in his own direction, hammers and tape measures clanking as they strode apart. The meeting I had been attending on increasing community engagement was over, and the participants were working their way to the gym to prepare for their presentations and the spaghetti dinner to follow. Native youth Olympic athletes were sweeping the floor and putting away their high-kick stands. In one crowded hallway, NYO athletes and Yupik dancers mixed as each group tried to, to prepare for the dinner, one group setting up, the other cleaning up, and some of those ambitious students in both groups a bit frantic to fulfill both obligations. Amid that clutter of bodies and caribou fur, fur dance fans, I heard someone say, Does that smell like something burning? In the hall there was a faint hint of sulfur, not unlike a recently lit match. But nothing seemed out of the ordinary. There was no smoke, and after checking a couple rooms, it appeared to be nothing more than some olfactory anomaly. Preparations continued. A few more community members came, and people started to move toward the gym. As I passed down the hallway, I knelt to peer into an access hole. Under the building, a couple of plumbers were knocking pipes around. I could hear them shout at each other across the cramped, dusty crawl space. They were putting some of the finishing touches on a school-wide school fire suppression system to bring our building up to code. Although the pipes were unsightly in their tentacle-like twistings throughout the school, and their low heights in some places tempted would-be jumpers and chin-up artists. It was a bit of a relief to know the system was in place. To be honest, though, there was a part of me that feared the sprinklers would go off by accident or by student and ruin tens of thousands of dollars of computer equipment. As I strolled across the commons, I caught the tenor of someone's voice rise in alarm. I turned to see a thin trickle of smoke roll over a door jam. I walked a few steps toward the janitorial closet from where the smoke was coming, thinking it was a prank or something small, a piece of trash in a can. Instead, as I approached the smoke, that had started as a trickle, it puffed and billowed out, rolling in thick black miniature cumulus formations. Fire! someone yelled. We have a fire! At first, the smoke simply rose into the upper reaches of the ceiling. 
There were a few shouts as people tried to assess the situation. The principal and several other employees tried to locate the source of the smoke. People shouted at the plumbers. Staff started corralling students outside. Out! Out! Everyone out of the building! Where's it coming from? Here! Use the extinguisher! Where? I can't see a damn thing! Is anyone still under there? Hey, get some buckets! Get some water! Is anyone still in the back? Hey, all the, all the kids are out! The commons filled with pitch black smoke. People ran by with fire extinguishers. Smoke swirled in their wake. Shirts were pulled up over people's noses. Guys jumped down the access holes with extinguishers. Can you see anything? Where is it coming from? There! Quick! Pour water down that pipe! We have flames! We have flames! More water! Under the building, the dust and smoke was nearly impossible to see through. A pair of flashlights swung back and forth from opposite directions. The hard gravel dug into my knees, shouting from up above. Did we get it? Is it out? A long pause filled with smoke. Coughing. Is it out? Came the shout, more urgent this time. Yeah, a voice ahead of me shouted through the smoke. It's out. We got it. Later, smoke tendrils lifted from every open window. Fans sucked the smoke out of the building. A dusty and smoky group of guys stood on the back step of the school to speak to the crowd that had gathered. Students waiting to see what had happened. Latecomers for the community meeting that had never made it into the building. The community meeting itself happened right there, offered from the back steps like a campaign stop. The spaghetti was trayed up and served right out of the kitchen's back door to a long line of students and staff and community members. One young student misjudged the waiter for tray, and the noodles slapped to the boardwalk below. In a second, a barrel-bellied, short-legged village mutt was lapping up the accident. Inside, a few of the staff looked around to assess damage and try to piece together what had happened. No one spoke it at first, but there was a sense that we were incredibly lucky. You could see it in people's faces, hear it in their uneasy jokes about a missed opportunity for a new school. Underlying the conversation was a single word, Hooper. The village had lost its entire school and numerous homes and outbuildings. In fact, we had picked up several new students from Hooper Bay following their fire. In the end, it wasn't a pair of children playing with matches that had caused our small fire. Instead, in an example of irony hard not to laugh at, the plumbers, under the building, putting pipes together for the fire suppression system, had unwittingly started the fire when a piece of equipment malfunctioned. The very system meant to protect and save the building from fire had nearly caused its demise. The phone rang in the office. The principal answered it. He waited patiently. Then, with a slight smile on his face, told the student on the phone, 
No, the school did not burn down, and yes, you have to come tomorrow. We'll see you in the morning. Which means, thank you very much for listening.